I must keep my eyes on Jesus, my Savior. He has promised heavenly treasures to me. Sorrow looks back, worry looks around, faith looks up. Look to the heavens. Look to the skies, you can find redemption staring back into your eyes. I look to you. I look to you. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Looking Up Show on this uh, spring slash summer day here in um, Newcastle, just outside of Newcastle, where we are airing this uh, Looking Up Show, and we are so glad that you have decided to join us. And boy, oh boy, do we have some exciting information to share with you, all in connection with the second coming of Jesus. There is no more exciting event than the second coming of Jesus. So I want to welcome my good friend and co-host, Sharissa, and the one and wonderful Shell, our producer. (laughs) We're all very excited about that. So welcome, Sharissa. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I am sweating and it's global boiling right here in the studio. (laughs) We have hit global boiling well and truly. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering where spring went. Do you know where spring went? It's October now. So yeah, it went quick, didn't it? It did go very quickly. I think it ended at the end of August. But if it's any consolation, I think we've got winter coming back on the weekend. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) We are seriously dealing with climate change, aren't we? We are. It's changing all the time. We're going from spring to summer to winter to autumn, all within the space of a week. We're almost becoming like Melbourne. I was going to say the same thing. Except for Melbourne's got four seasons in a day. We haven't, like in a week here in New South Wales. But anyway, there's a lot to talk about folk and um, we are so glad that you are with us. We would love to hear from you. We want, we want to hear some feedback. We want to hear some of your questions, comments, thoughts. Throw us throw us some curly ones. In particular, throw them Sharissa's way. She loves <laughs> curly, difficult, challenging, controversial questions. Doesn't she ever. <laughs> <laughs> She's a young mum and she needs that just to really get her get her life, you know, excited even more so. But anyway, our number is 04 048-04-888-17624. Shell's laughing. I must have said something that I shouldn't have probably said or something that was out of order. <laughs> and I'll wait until the break to find out what that's all about. I won't get distracted because I'm very easily distracted, as we all know. 04 is the number to call. Uh, Sorry, not call, text, no calling, texting, and um, with your comments, questions, prayer requests, and whatever. We have a very special guest um, coming up in a little bit after this first song, Pamela, all the way from Queensland, and she's going to be sharing some very, very important and and extremely insightful um, ways of bringing up children in this new generation Mm, so that's going to be really exciting so anyway folk um i hope you are ready for an exciting time we're going to have a wonderful time in study of god's word and current events and just everything else in between and we're going to be doing that all after this break so we've got pamela coming up in a little bit after this song and you want to introduce that song for us sharissa not not to us bluegrass worship band (laughs) 
high, no turning back. Raise the banner high. It's not for me. It's all for you. Let the heavens shake and split the sky. Let the people clap their hands and cry. It's not for us. It's all for you. It's all for you, not to us, but to your name. Be the glory, not to us, but to your name. Be the glory. Listening to Not To Us, beautiful song from Bluegrass Worship Band. So wherever you are joining us from around Australia or around the world, whether it's live on this beautiful, warm, hot um, October 4 spring day or at a later time through our podcast, 
We are so glad that you have joined us. And I want to welcome to the show right now for the very first time, my good friend, Pamela. Are you there, Pamela? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, fantastic. You probably welcome. welcome, welcome, welcome. And um you are you you're, we're just so blessed that you have joined us and you may be regretting this after this interview <laughs> dealing with me. Not Sharissa. I have Sharissa here on the program. She's like a, a good stabilizing influence. Um so anyway, great to have you, Pamela, and um yeah, welcome to the Faith FM Looking Up Show. Thank you. That's great. Well, firstly, tell us a little bit where are you from and um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your family. The long or the short version? Uh, probably <laughs> the short version. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I live with my family in Brisbane, mm-hmm. um, originally from Europe. Okay, whereabouts in Europe? Serbia. Uh, Serbia. Okay, so you were born over there, were you? No, I was born here. Okay, oh. okay, but that's where, that's where your family's from. Yep. Fantastic. Oh, uh, that's my part of the world, Charissa. It is, it is. That's my part. Kakosi. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Don't worry, just, I can't have much more than that, unfortunately. <laughs> dobro, dobro. Dobro, dobro. So you can figure that one out. There you go. So, um, well, um, it's great to, it's great to have you on the program. We bumped into each other just the other day on Sunday. I was nice. at the birthday party of her eldest boy who became a teenager. Oh. How exciting is all that? So, um, is he, is he okay, by the way? Um, he had a little bit of a, a bump on his head as he was there. He's, he's healing. He's good. He's good. Okay. So, um, he's got a good, strong Serbian head. So he'll be okay. <laughs> they're, they're built pretty strong. They're built pretty strong. <laughs> now, um, you're, you've got two, two boys. Yeah. Well, you've got three boys. You've got a big boy who you're married to. Yes. Um, Bojo. He's probably at work right now. I'm not sure if he's listening. If he's listening, Right now, I Borgia don't think so. I didn't busy. tell him I was going to be on. <laughs> oh, okay. He might have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you've got a younger, a younger boy. Um, your oldest boy is Sebastian. What's your younger boy's name? Dante. Dante. And how old's Dante? He's 11. Okay. He's 11. So you got an 11 and a 13 year old. Now, yes. um, you are someone who has decided to be a homeschool mum. Is that right? Yes. Okay, well, um, tell us how long you have been a homeschool mum and why did you decide to go down that road? Uh, this is our third year. Um, and to be honest, I didn't actually decide to. <laughs> the boys wanted me to homeschool them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and coincidentally, and I don't believe in coincidences, um, it, we actually started the year when just before COVID hit. Mm. Um, and yeah, we've just been going with it. We actually didn't start because of COVID. Um, but it's just been such a blessing to be able to spend so much time with my kids in such a critical time of their development. Um, and I believe that God was slowly preparing me for that because the kids wanted to do that for a few years before. And I kept saying, no, no, I'm. I'm not capable. <laughs> um, and then I think as time went on, God sort of prepared me and gave me the courage to sort of think, okay, if the boys really want this, then that's what I'm supposed to do because I'm here for them. <laughs> wow. mm, okay. So so you started you know, at the beginning of 2020. Um, yes. And 
So that's yeah, 2020, 21, 22, 23. So you're, you're kind of into your fourth year now with educating your children. Yes. Oh, wow. And so the boys wanted to go down that road. How do they feel about it, you know, three and a half, almost four years into this journey? Uh, well, we've actually considered Sebastian going into high school mm-hmm. uh, next year. Um, we've considered potentially going back to school. Mm-hmm. I believe I may have done what I can do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's only a certain amount of knowledge yep. that I've retained from my school days. Um, but they are not interested. So we must be doing something right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Sharissa, did you have so, any well, questions? Yeah, I'm curious. So um, how do they go with, do they miss their friends at school? How do you fill that space in their lives? Well, I, I think uh, what played a major role in them choosing or wanting to be homeschooled was the fact that they didn't really find their click in school. Mm. So they were always the odd one because we moved from overseas. Um, Kids sort of already had their formed groups and friendships. Um, So they they get a lot of the socialisation that they would need to get on weekends, on Saturdays when we go to church, um, also in Pathfinders. And and we do have a good... um, sort of family uh, friendship group within the church that we meet with on odd occasions. So I think they could definitely benefit with more, Mm -hmm. but I think when they weigh, you know, whether they want to spend six hours in school or or spend two hours doing school and have a little bit of less of socialization, (laughs) um, they opt for the second one. (laughs) Yeah, I would too. (laughs) So, um, You've got a beautiful property. had the had the privilege of of going out to where you say, live. I can hear beautiful birds. Yeah, in the back where there. you live there with your with with, with your folks. Um, just a beautiful. I'm not sure. I think it was it twelve, thirteen acres or something like that, filled with. Yeah. I don't know how many how many fruit trees you have that you know covered by that covered you know with, with that special covering to keep you know the hail and the birds the away. Netting. Yeah, the yeah. netting. Um, how many how many um, fruit trees do you have there? Lots. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, <laughs> I, 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 it looked like hundreds of trees. Like, yes. Like more and than a hundred. We have mangoes and lychees and nectarines and peaches and, yeah. Wow. There's a lot going on and when it comes the picking season, there's lots of work to be done. Fantastic, fantastic. So the boys, the boys really enjoy being outside, you know, a couple of hours of, you know, knuckling down and doing your schoolwork and then getting outside, I mean, apart from the swimming pool, which would be every kid's dream, especially uh, this time of the year when it's a little bit warmer. Um, yeah. They, they, I guess, being boys, probably love being outside and just doing things that boys love to do outside. And you've got so much space there. Yes, yes. Um, I don't feel like they utilise it as much as they could, uh, possibly because the lack of um, you know, friends coming over and it's always more interesting that way. Um, but yeah, the typical, you know, bike riding, um, you know, building things outdoors. My older son loves digging and working in the soil and dirt. He's probably going to be a gardener at some stage. Um, and yeah, so there's just so many options for them and they are truly living out a what I believe childhood is meant to be. Mm, fantastic. Now, 
on that, on that living out, you know, what you believe childhood uh, ought to be, uh, we've got we've got two worlds that that children are, are growing up in today. Unlike probably two hundred years ago, pre-industrial revolution, where kids, everyone lived out in the rural properties, mostly ninety percent of the population did anyway, and the world was very different. Now we've got the advent of social media and the media in general. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you have been impressed with and the road that you are going down in that in that space which is, you know, all consuming for young people today, you know, the media, social media, computers, phones, tablets, you name it. You were sharing with me something that was pretty inspiring. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a restrictive mum if you ask my kids. Um, yes, well, let's put it this way. I don't see the bling in everything that this day and age um, is offering. I actually understand the dangers that are lurking behind it and I think homeschooling has been even more so a blessing because, well, I can't shield them forever. Mm. But at this important stage of their lives where they're sort of developing and figuring out who they are, um, we don't have any devices. I mean, I have my mobile phone, my husband has his, and we have one laptop for anything that we would need other than on our phone. Um, We don't own a TV um, and we just live tech-free, I guess, as much as we can. Um, so the boys are not overly exposed to it. If we need to, I, they do get to watch certain things. We have a rule on holidays. We get to watch one or two movies. I pick very carefully. Um, I'm always based on true stories so they can actually learn something from that. Um, but, yeah, their exposure to to what's out there is very limited. So would it be safe to assume they're not on TikTok? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> so uh, have you had much pushback from the kids? Uh, obviously, as you said, on Saturdays they're, they're at church with their friends and Pathfinders, by the way, for those who don't know what Pathfinders is, it's like, it's like Scouts and so forth. The Seventh-day Adventist Church runs a program for young people where they do outdoor things and learn life skills. Um, when they're mixing and mingling with their friends at church and on the weekends and so forth, um, and they're obviously having conversations and potentially the, their friends are bringing along their phones and so forth, mm. um, has that created any 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 tension, or, or how do the boys feel? Are they, are they are they happy with these kind of you know I guess you could call them restrictions or a new way <laughs> to live life? Um, they wouldn't be kids if they weren't pushing <laughs> boundaries, right? Um, no, yeah, they see that there's there's a different way to do things. Um, obviously, yeah, they do have conversations. They've got friends who have their own YouTube channels, um, you know, which is a, a frequent question, why can't I? Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it it comes in waves. So the more time they spend surrounded by other children that are sort of in that sphere, they will have a greater desire for it and then they sort of ease back into it. So it's, yeah, we go back and forth. Mm. Um, But as they're getting older, I'm sort of not letting go, but 
I realize at some stage if I don't give them a little bit, they it might backfire when they get older. And they might go um, to, to the other yeah, extreme. Yeah, to the right? other extreme. Like my older son has, you know, said, well, you know, when I'm – when I'm grown up, I'm going to play video games all night. <laughs> um, so we do, we do games. We do half an hour of any choice of their games. Well, not any choice, but um, they get to select from a few options. Um, half an hour, is that a on day? Sundays, uh, d- on Sundays. Oh, just once a week on Sunday. Okay. Wow. So, um, so what do you do? How do you fill that void? Um, that most kids, you know, spend hours and hours. Uh, it's not an understatement mm. on video gaming and just general media each day. Um, how do you fill that void during the week, evenings, during the day? It just means I have to give a lot of myself away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with them constantly. I don't just leave them up to themselves. Um, I engage as much as possible. We uh, play, you know, Monopoly. We play all sorts of different um, board games. We still do board <laughs> games, believe it or not. Well, um, look, nothing wrong with that. We may need to explain what board games are <laughs> to some of our younger listeners or parents. You explain it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can- yeah, that's a different That's a different time, I guess. But um yeah, I just – they do, obviously, swimming lessons. They, the, My older son did horse riding lessons for a while. Um, so we go bike riding often. Um, during August, we had something that was called Active August, an initiative by ADRA, um, fundraising, and we, we rode like 20, 30, 40 Ks a day. Um, so, you know, it – there's ways. It just means that I have to, I can't get to do much of my own until they've gone to bed. Mm. So you have made a decision to wholeheartedly invest yourself, your time and just your entire being into the raising of your children, which you obviously believe is the greatest privilege and responsibility that you as a mother have to prepare them for the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. That is what I consider my one and only aim. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Well, we are almost out of time. In fact, we are out of time, but we want to have you on the show again because I think Absolutely. we're just scratching the surface, Charissa. So interesting, yeah. Charissa's got a little one that's yeah. not even one yet, and she's all ears to hear. So yes. thank you so much for sharing, Pamela. We would love to have you again if you are free and available. You're, you're a musician as well, and we are going to hear more from you on another occasion. Thank you so much, and God bless. Ye ransomed from the fall Hail him who saves you by his grace And crown him Lord
everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then the looking up show on this uh, delightfully warm hot Wednesday afternoon (laughs) here in the studio as we continue this journey we've just had um, yeah a delightful interview with Pamela and we were so blessed to hear from her and unfortunately it got cut short because we ran out of time and Sharissa had so many more questions to ask (laughs) and so next week God willing um, if if Pamela is available, we will have round two, part two of this interview. We're not sure how many more parts there will be, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it, um, Charissa, to to find out how do homeschool mums operate yeah, in this day and age? Really... It's always been a challenge, but I think there's added challenges today, as she pointed out. Yeah, I think she's um, doing a fantastic job from what she described. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge commitment, mm. but it sounds like the reward is is worth it, so... Yeah, and looking I, forward to hearing more. And from, and from what she shared, you know, I think she's she's looking to work through a balance, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to have a balance in this space. Otherwise, yeah, the kids can get tipped to mm-hmm. one extreme or the other. So I think yeah. she was doing really well based on what she shared. So God willing, she'll be able to join us. Um, yeah, next week. So stay tuned for Pamela looking to share next week. We do have also our giveaway. As always, we have a giveaway. And uh, this week, the book is Last Day Events. Wow. It's a compilation from Ellen White, um, who was given insights by God over a century ago on some of the some of the current events that we are seeing transpiring before our very eyes right now. Absolutely. You would think that the things that she wrote Think More she's than alive a, right now. You would literally think she was writing <laughs> this today. News, reading the internet. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, last day event subtitle is Jesus about to come. And how many of these books do we have? Oh, six, six copies. Six copies, yeah. And we'll be giving the code word away um, mm-hmm. in a little while. So, probably in a little bit. Some sometime during this next hour, we'll be giving the code word away. And you want to have this number handy, 0488817624. That's our looking up number, 0488817624, to text in the code word when we ask for it. So, um, yeah, 
Stay tuned for that. That's a great book. I haven't read that very recently. Probably need to get back into that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just to, just to freshen up. You can up. listen to the audio maybe as you, you can. drive. So. You can. You can indeed. In fact, that's a really good point that you raise because I, I promote books all the time, The Great Controversy, which we've promoted over and over again on this program, which everyone really needs to read. This is a, a great book as well and there's many others. A lot of people have shared with me, look, I'm dyslexic or I just don't like reading or I don't have time or whatever the mm-hmm, case may mm-hmm. be. So, yeah, audio books. Audio books, that's the, that's the way to go. And this is free. This is yeah, a free audio book. You can get a free audio book. Yeah, uh, last day events. So there you go. So I also want to give a big shout out to my good friend Sahil. Um, he's You've got uh, so many friends. Uh, three, three <laughs> friends. Um, he's one of my three friends that I have. Sahil is from the Hillview Youth. <laughs> And oh, that's good. that was my former church, and they're yep. coming to take the program at Bullaroo Church this coming Sabbath. Wow, aren't you blessed? I am blessed. So the youth are coming to take the program. We are so looking forward to that. So big shout out to my mate Sahil and uh, the rest of the crew. We are looking forward to that. So if anyone um, would like to join us this coming Saturday, the Bullaroo Seventh Adventist Church, eleven o'clock. The young people from Hillview will be taking the service. So uh, a few other things I probably need to share. I need to give a big shout-out to my friends up north, up in the Tweed. That's more than three. Yeah, well, (laughs) I consider them my friends. I'm not sure if it's mutual. (laughs) But anyway, I was up there running uh, a health program, well, a spiritually-based health program. Living abundantly with Pastor David Stoichich, who is mm. our who is our four D man, our four dimensional <laughs> friend, and so he's got a church plant up there in the Tweed, North Tweed, so right up there on the border. And I had the privilege over the last two Sabbaths to do six programs, so mm. it was really great. Excellent. I really enjoyed it. And while I was there, I caught up with my family. Oh, what um, a blessing! Yeah, I got a sister in Noosa, Rachel, and we did uh, we did three days of hiking, which was really great. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, then I yeah, caught up with my other sister, Lydia, who is our <laughs> regular listener. She's probably listening right now. Yes, she, I think, might be. So, yeah, she <laughs> knew her friend Pamela would be, would be sharing, so she was tuning in for that. Now, I was there. I made a prediction. Yeah. So I'm kind of a true prophet, false prophet. Can you be a true <laughs> prophet and a false prophet at the same time? Well, it makes you in one category, but go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're like, what? what's going on? What, what did Danny do? Well, He's um, mixing things here. Look, it was, it was a tough weekend for our Brisbane friends. You know, yeah. the Brisbane Lions, they lost on Saturday just against uh, my team, Collingwood. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in Melbourne, I used to barrack for Collingwood. And then the Brisbane Broncos lost against the Sydney Penrith Panthers, you know, by two points on Sunday. So it was kind of like a pretty tough weekend. And so I felt really bad for my Brisbane friends while I was up there and my brother-in-law, Andrew, and his mate Lesh were there and they were watching the grand final on Sunday night. And I made a prediction. I said, guys, you know, after what happened last night, I make a prediction that this time the Brisbane team's going to win by two points. I prophesy that they're going to win by two points. And? And at the end of the at the end of the match, Lesh said to me, "You were right and wrong. You prophesied a two point margin, and it was the other way around. <laughs> so the other team won by two points. Oh. So I did get the two points right. That's but pretty amazing. The wrong team. So I'm a true. The and Bible false has prophet. something to say about that. <laughs> People like me. <laughs> so anyway, if the prophecy doesn't come to pass. <laughs> That's one of those, yes. Um, the tests of a true prophet. The tests of a true father, yes. So. <laughs> and the, the next day, the next day, my brother-in-law to pay me back. 
uh-huh. Andrew, um, he took me out water skiing. You know, we went out oh, with the family water skiing on this lake. You've about, had a very active uh, weekend. My arms are wrecked. My <laughs> arms are wrecked. Have you done water skiing lately? I, or? No, no, not lately. <laughs> Do you know how your hands feel the next day? No. So sore. I'm telling you, so, so sore. So anyway, but it was great. Thoroughly enjoyed the water skiing. And yeah, that was that. So... That was my time up there. That's wonderful. Had a wonderful time. So what did you get over? What did you get up to so over the weekend? Justin and I were with some of our church members and their friends um, in Jindabyne for a Zimbabwean Aussie camp. Oh, yeah. Zimbabwean Aussie camp. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, we feel like we're part of the community now. We feel Whoa. like we're part Zimbabwean. <laughs> can you speak a bit of the lingo? <laughs> no, I can't, but Justin can. Justin picked up a bit. Oh, fantastic. He's very good with languages, but... Uh, now we were blessed. We had good fellowship, good singing. They've got beautiful voices oh, and the food the saints can cook. Literally, I have not found an African that can't sing. Yep. I haven't come across an African that can't sing. Are yeah, they, are they out there? Do they even exist? Text us if you... <laughs> yeah, text us if, if you, you know of an African that cannot sing <laughs> in tune. Yeah, true. They've got an amazing... There was a, there was a couple, um, a family actually from... I can't remember what country they were. They might have been from Zimbabwe. They, they've come to Australia. He was here prior. And, yeah, they sang a special item for my final message this past Saturday there at the Vine. Just mm. beautiful melodies, you know, mother and husband, sorry, wife and husband the and the kids. Family harmonies are the best. Oh, just incredible. Just like that off the cuff, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's just amazing. Anyway, so, yeah, that was great and um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. And you looks like you enjoyed your weekend. So we praise the Lord for all that. Amen. All right. Now, Sharissa, my friend, um, oh, yeah, yeah, there is a lot. Yes. There, there is. is a lot going on. So Today is a huge day. <sighs> we say that every week. Well, today Jude is nine months old. Oh, yeah. nine months. Is he? Nine months. How close do you reckon he is to walking or is he up and going and already? He's very close to walking. Maybe the next two weeks, I'd say. <gasps> wow. My, my youngest one, she started walking before 10 months. Wow. And it was pretty full on. So yeah, Judah's going to be full on. If he starts walking it's early, full on already. <laughs> you are in for it. Yeah. You, you are going to be fitter and trimmer than you've ever been. Yeah, well, I can see it's coming. So he's very active right now. He's very is, he busy. Still, is he still like continually smiling? Does he like wear a smile uh, on his he, face? Yeah, come, it's, he's still a smiley boy, but he's very active, always on the move. Yeah. Always wanting to be crawling, or you've got to hold his hands and he'll yeah. walk around. He walks around the place squealing with joy. And, yeah. Wow. It's Must exciting. be exciting. Is he, is he, what's his temperament like? Like, is he willing to listen, or uh, does he yeah, have a little bit of a, gets, an attitude? Or? I haven't seen the attitude except oh. when he's hungry and tired. Oh, that's fair enough. But, like, he's very focused. If he, if he gets an object, he will study it for maybe 10 minutes. He'll just turn it and pass it from one hand to the next. And like, wow. So that's interesting. But I think he's also got a sense of humor because he finds a lot of things funny. <laughs> well, hanging around you and Justin, yeah. I can just imagine. Well, uh, that's because it's the fourth today. That's how I knew he's nine months. But big things are happening all mm, around the all world. All right, let's, let's get started. Yeah, so uh, where do we start? Well, do you, <laughs> do you want to start? Um, well, I, I guess um, I can start it, but you might have to do the commentary on this because okay. I just know that the Speaker for the House in America has been ousted. Kevin McCarthy is no longer the Speaker for the House. And what I read is that it's uh, everything is in a mess right there. 
More of a mess. More of a mess. More of a mess, yeah. The United States, sadly, is um, not heading in the right direction and hasn't been heading in the right direction for, for a long time. I'm going to share a little insight that I heard from Dr. Ben Carson on this once we're, once okay. we're through this. Um, uh, a communist manifesto to dismantle the United States, given Ooh, some 60 years really ago, that I heard from Dr. Ben, Dr. ben Carson. I checked that out and I was like, wow, i never heard this before. You don't want to say it now? No, not right now. But um, we'll deal with this. Um, yeah, this, this, wow. this, is, this is a pretty big moment. Um, like in Australia here, we have, you know, leadership spills all the time. You know, yeah, really? at one time, at one time, we were changing, you know, prime ministers in Australia more than I changed my socks. <laughs> um, I'll leave it at the socks. Um, but, you know, we didn't know who was who was prime minister that kind of happens in australia but not so much in america i mean they don't just turf out their presidents you know every 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 time they feel like it um presidents you know continue for a four-year term or an eight-year term there's it's very rare that a president is dismissed Mm -hmm. um you know through impeachment or whatever the case may be and even it's very rare for something like this to happen. So Shell actually filled me in on this. Shell, maybe you want to weigh in a little bit on this. Was this the first time you were sharing with me that this had happened in, in U.S. political history? Yeah, it is. It's the very first time. And uh, it just I know that um, Pence, Mike Pence has, mm. has put out a statement oh, saying, you know, well, that this is just really making our country look vulnerable and – just so much chaos because of just letting something like this happen, I guess. You know that we we are so discontented with everybody and think that we're the only ones who can possibly be right all the time, that we can't ever bend. And so this is the society that we're living in where we're just constantly removing people mm-hmm. and cancelling people and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not getting 100% what we think that we should have, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Instead of being able to work together like they're, like the representatives are supposed to. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because it's called the United States of America, mm-hmm. but it's anything but united at the moment, politically and just socially. It's very, very polarised, and uh, I believe that this is playing into the end time scenario because because in order for the constitution to come under attack as bible prophecy says that it will in the united states which Mm -hmm. will which will then create a a tsunami of 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 religious persecution around the world as revelation 13 talks about and we're going to be getting into all those subjects everybody's attention absolutely um so in order for that to happen, the United States has to be in the place that it is. It's sad to say that, but it has to be. If everything was flowing well, if both parties were working together for the common good, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the people, with with their differences, but not at loggerheads, not polarized. It's it's literally a political civil war mm-hmm. that we have in the United States. I mean, you know, former presidents being taken to court, um, unprecedented. You know, this is unprecedented. You know. The, the storming of the Capitol building, you know, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Unpre- so all these unprecedented events are, are doing one thing and they are destabilizing this country. Mm-hmm. And when a country is destabilized from within, it's that's when it is vulnerable. It's no longer strong. It's no longer strong. That's it's how no longer united. To the ancient Roman Empire. Exactly. Too, that's, where I, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's corrupted from within, and that's what led to its um, demise. Absolutely. So, so that's where we are. So, this is very prophetic. People may be thinking, how could this be prophetic? But when you, when you take a step back and you look at the big picture and you see how a nation crumbles, and 
the United States is only great because of its constitution, mm -hmm. because it has separated the church and the state. They are separate bodies. Mm. But when those two are coming, closer when those together. two come together, it's all over Red Rover. Yes, it's formed an image exactly of what it was not going to be a copy an of. An image to the beast yeah. that Revelation 13 talks about and, and many other passages there in we're Revelation. Gonna talk about we that. are going to talk about this. So, folk, what you are seeing right now on your TV screens coming from the land of the free and the home of the very brave um, <laughs> is literally fulfilling the big picture of Bible prophecy. So we can look up because Jesus is drawing near. And um, So I'm going to be sharing with you from that... Um, 45 points of the Communist Manifesto on how to dismantle the United States. When you hear this, this was put out 60 years ago. This was shared in Congress. This is not like, you know, pie in the sky, buy and buy, crazy stuff that Danny's bringing out. This is like the real deal. And you're going to be, wait. you're going to be blown away after this song. Introduce the song for us, my friend, and then we'll let it rip.
You are listening to beautiful song of the Father's love begotten. Yeah, sorry, so. I missed that cue, everyone. <laughs> she was she was prepping herself for where we're about to go now. Before we do that, um, our looking up number. We've got some comments, haven't we, Charissa? Well, we've we got do. some comments we've that have got come someone through. Someone who says they finally got the correct number. Oh wow! So okay. So what's that correct number? Do you want to just repeat it again for our? Yes, the correct number for our program today. It's a live broadcast on the fourth of October, zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Okay, and so we've got. And your sister was adding a detail to the story that you were telling before. Oh, she. The person is from Kenya. Oh, from Kenya. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that because I was able to share my Kiswahili. I, I know a little bit, like Mungua Kubariki, which is God bless you. Oh, that's impressive. Wana Asafiwe, which is praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, Karibu is uh, welcome. Kwaheri is goodbye. Asante sana wow. is thank you uh, very much. And so, yeah. Wow. Sabado Jema is happy Sabbath. Very good. So, yeah, so I basically shared all my lingo. Um, so You can oh, preach. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. We're, I'm a false prophet. I'm an even worse Kenyan Kiswahili preacher. So there we go. Yeah, she was there. My family was there. Whenever I'm doing a seminar anywhere near where my family lives, my sisters, I tell them they have to come to the program. You know why? Why? Because if nobody else comes, at least there'll be someone there. <laughs> you know, if nobody else comes, at least I'll have my... What do you call it? Um, crowd, um, uh, when you pay people to come. What do you call that again? Um, crowd, um, rent a crowd. Rent a crowd. Rent yeah, a crowd. Yeah, yeah. At least I'll have my family rent a crowd. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, if you'd like to um, get that number ready, because we've got that book, Last Day Events. We've got six copies of that. And in our next segment, so at the beginning of the next segment, we're going to give you the code word. So. Um, be ready for that. Six copies of this book. If you haven't got this book, you really want to get hold of it. Um, Last Day Events from Ellen White. Uh, subtitle, Is Jesus About to Come? And what we're about to share with you as we continue sharing, it's telling us that Jesus' coming is drawing ever near. All right. With all that, were there, were there any other questions or any comments? Nope. No? No? Okay, Not very yet. good. All right. So I shared before we went to that song that um, I discovered just through uh, uh, a podcast that I was listening to, um, Dr. Ben Carson, the famous yes. uh, neurosurgeon. He was sharing a talk there in the United States to, to some gathering. I'm not sure who they were. But anyway, he mentioned as part of his talk, he mentioned uh, this plan that the communists um, had not—I'm not sure which communists, whether it's the you know 
the Soviet communists or, or whatever the case may be, that they um, basically uh, hatched up or they've put together in order to dismantle the United States of America mm-hmm. from within. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's known as you know, communism's 45 goals um, to, to dismantle the United States of America. So people can Google that and they can check it out and it might come, yep. it might come under some I different names. It. You found it, didn't you? Anyway, this was um, shared um, at a congressional uh, hearing in Congress back in 1963. So that's exactly 60 years ago this year. And so socialism was the way that that would seek to attack the United States of America. So socialism is the bridge between capitalism and communism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Socialism is a soft takeover. Communism is a hard takeover. We we throw them in prison. We're real dictatorial. It's like in your face, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No one subscribes to communism. It's a hard way to go. So Mm -hmm. this is a soft, under-the-radar way to achieve what you would achieve through, you know, tougher means. Anyway... So let me share with you just a few of these, and this was all this was all shared um, at Congress. So this this is not Dr. Ben Carson was sharing this. He's not a you know he's not someone that's just sharing stuff that is on some conspiracy websites. Okay, let me just share with you a few. I won't go through all forty five, but I just want to share with you just a few of these. Number one, capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Okay. Get control of the schools and teachers associations, soften the curriculum. Gain control of all student newspapers. Infiltrate the press. Gain control of key TV and radio personalities. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and press. Mm. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's, here's one that's very current Present homosexuality, degeneracy and promiscuity as normal, natural and healthy mm. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools On the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state And then I've got a few very interesting ones here. Check this one out. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Hmm. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. So send the children to any place other than to their parents. Yep. And um, what else did we have? So here? many of these are happening. They're, they're all happening. That's that's what I'm saying. This was this was 60 years ago. Um, infiltrate and gain control of big business and unions. Um, what else did they have here? Um, belittle American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. Oh, that is so <laughs> current. That's that's part of that whole BLM. Movement and the whole, um, what do you call it? They call it that um, theory, racial, um, what's it called? Um, that racial theory, um, I can't remember now. Oh, can't remember, it's, it's out of my head. But where you're looking to, where you're looking to re, rephrase or, or reset history. Okay, um, you know, I can't help a, a you. <laughs> different a different narrative. It'll come to me later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, you know, all these things are happening right now in order to 
in order to destroy the United States of America from within. Mm. And this is just a handful and there's a whole heap more. So, um, yeah, it just tells us where we are. Wow, that's very amazing, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, now, did you have anything else that you wanted to share before <laughs> I talk about some other things? Well, there's the whole um, the potential for us having a recession next year. The ex- experts are saying Australia is at a one in three risk of hitting recession next wow, year. 2024, wow. Yeah, and um, so that's one thing with the RBA as well releasing mm-hmm. a hold on the interest rates uh, this past week. People are watching those very closely because it affects their lives and um, how they go forward. But uh, I, I do want to talk about the – I think you have this too, the um, the Pope's adding to his encyclical. Oh, uh, well, absolutely, yeah, 2.0. That and uh, something else that you sent me in. Yeah, that, that the Pope has just shared, which is like rattled the yeah. conservative element in the Catholic Church in a major way. I mean, for a Pope to be saying this, if you would have said a Pope would say this ten, even 10 years ago, yep. you would have been laughed out of town. But it's literally there. Um, so which one do you want to tackle first? Uh, you choose maybe the, um, the same-sex one. Okay, all right. So this was sent to me by... Brett Weir, who was on our program sharing his testimony while you guys were in the States. Brett shared his testimony here on the program. And if you haven't heard that, you want to go online and you can um, pick up the podcast uh, of of, of that particular program. And he shared this with me, sent this to me just the other day. And he said, said, I think you might be able to use this on your program. And this was the headline. This is from the National Catholic Reporter. Um, This was just uh, not so long ago. Very uh, October Sorry. 2. We just had a listener text in uh-huh. and uh, they said, I cannot sing and I'm African. <laughs> oh, there you go. There is one out there. God there is you, one out there. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Oh, good on you. Good on you, brother. Hey, this was, this was the headline. <laughs> National Catholic reporter, Pope signals openness to blessings for gay couples study of women's ordination. So this, this is how it begins. Pope Francis has expressed openness to Catholic blessings for same-sex couples under the condition they are not confused with marriage ceremonies for men and women in what could be a watershed moment for the global Catholic Church. Wow. Secondly, Francis has also suggested the question of women's ordination to the priesthood controversially prohibited by Pope John Paul II in 1994. So that's, what, 30-odd years ago? It was like, no chance this is happening, could be open to further study. This is what the Pope said, October 2, a couple of days ago. Pastoral prudence must adequately discern whether there are forms of blessing requested by one or several people that do not transmit a mistaken conception of marriage. So basically saying, let's not confuse same-sex marriage with heterosexual marriage as long as we don't confuse the two, we can offer a blessing specifically for a heterosexual marriage, and we can and we can offer a blessing on the same sex marriage. So we can two different blessings, two different blessings, two very different, you know, um, contexts. <laughs> but we are blessing both because we don't want anyone to miss out on wow. the blessing. If you would have shared this, you know, like I said, only a few years ago you would have been laughed out of town. This is showing that Pope Francis, who, by the way, is the first Jesuit pope. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know anything about Jesuits, you will know that the Jesuits, their ultimate agenda is to seek to infiltrate um, every aspect of society, the highest branches of society, from government to big business to the media to, to the education system, all the way through, 
in order for one agenda item or items to be, you know, put in place. Mm -hmm. So these are the the brains of the brains and they work in ways that, you know, you just would not perceive. And so the aim is to bring both sides together. Well, he's doing a pretty good job of that right And now. he's right on the front lines of the environmental issue. Mm-hmm. So he's looking to, you know. These are all issues the world can come absolutely. together Absolutely. He's looking to bridge, bridge, build bridges with the left and the right. Now, I can't do that because I only have one bridge and that is Jesus Christ. And whatever I share, I try and share the truth in love. But when you're sharing the truth in love, you're making a stand. Mm -hmm. Whereas he is looking to cater to both. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And so, yeah, so this this was huge news and um, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, but that, wow. which was, that which was seen as impossible... I mean, not so long ago, the Catholic Church, I'm not sure if it was Pope Francis, but the Catholic Church says we cannot bless something that God doesn't bless Mm -hmm. in connection with same-sex marriage. That's what he said. We cannot bless something that God has not blessed. Yet here he's changing his tune and he's saying that, yes, we can offer a blessing upon same-sex couples as long as we don't confuse that blessing that we place on heterosexual couples. It's a very interesting approach, but hey... This is what he said. It's very, yeah, timely, isn't it? It is very timely. And also, you know, the whole um, ordination of, of women within, um, you we know. We know how controversial that can be. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, this is this is like hundreds, you know, thousands of years mm-hmm. um, that they have been going a certain direction and now to change on these two issues. He's been, you know, he's been. It's um, radical. Very radical. Well, look. Here's so I don't have it here. I couldn't find it today. But he appeared as Man of the Year. Pope Francis appeared on Man of the Year on a leading LGBT magazine in the United really? States. Of Man of the Year. You know when why? When did that happen? A few years ago. You can probably oh. Google it and find it. <laughs> a few years ago, and that was because of his his comment when he was asked, you know, how do you feel about, you know, um, those who are involved in the LGBT community? How do you feel about them and their salvation? And he said, Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? And because of that comment. And because he, you know, met with um, a couple of uh, gay men, I'm not sure if they were married or in a relationship or whatever the case, he met with them and spent time with them and ministered to them when he was in the United States in 2015. Mm. He is seen as someone who is reaching out. And so this LGBT, this leading LGBT magazine in the United States had him as person of the year. Oh, dear. So many amazing things happened. And Rolling Stone had the caption with Pope Francis, Times are changing. The times, they are changing, and they certainly are. So huge stuff is happening. And um, oh, we're going to have to talk about that other item after this. We will. Time is just flying. So we're going to listen to the song. I won't miss my cue right now. Tim Be Told is going to bring to us the hymn, Oh, What Mercy. Wall of sin so high I 
cannot reach. Jesus Christ, who died for me, gave His life so that I could be free. He gave His life so that I could be free. They come to you weary, broken, torn, and lay their souls at your feet. Parts and hungry for a taste of joy, and from suffering find retreat. But our silence fails all the answers that they seek from you. was Tim be told the hymn, Oh What Mercy. Mm, amen. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us, folk. We are zipping along through this program, and we really are going to get to some of these Bible studies. <laughs> um, we're setting things up. There's just too many things to share, and, um, and we, don't, we don't want to be remiss in not sharing some of these as they relate to Bible prophecy because that's what our program is all about. So hopefully all these things are helping you join the dots, and, yeah, we will be looking at a number of things. Now, we do have our book that we're going to be giving away, six copies, The Last Day Events. Is Jesus About to Come from Ellen White? You want to have this book in your library if you don't already have it. And the code word is, Sharissa? L-U-2-3-MARK, M-A-R-K. That's the letters L-U, numbers 2-3-MARK, M-A-R-K. And the number to text that code word is 0488-17624. I think I just burped <laughs> as I said that number. <laughs> Did that happen, Shell? That's quite a talent. Burping the number two. Well done. I think I just burped the number two. Maybe you should repeat it again so people can hear no, it. No, I, 
So, uh, no, that wasn't a real burp. So, this is a very organic show, as <laughs> as you're all well aware, and you got to expect the unexpected. Now, Sharissa, <laughs> yeah. um, there are a number of other things we're going to zip through, and in our last section after the news at 5 o'clock, we're going to introduce this subject from the Bible. So, okay. we're all only right. going to deal with what we're going to deal with. So, in rapid fire, the first one, Laudato C. Yes. It's got a different name and it's being rolled out in a few hours' time, literally. That's exactly right. So this is the 4th of October. When it hits the 4th of October in the Vatican, the Pope is going to be reading his edition. His, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his, his encyclical. His addition to his encyclical. Yeah, so it's part two to the original encyclical. Now, the original Dutch. was uh, released 2015. That's, That's eight correct. years ago. So yeah. eight years on, he's going to add something else. Now, I was reading an article here on Vatican News and there was a bishop. Uh, bishop john arnold the lead bishop for environmental issues of the bishops um, conference of england and wales and he said this is what he expects will be in it he says he expects it will be strong and will give an urgent warning for immediate action wow he said some other pretty exciting things too in his um, report but basically he said every continent on the earth has now been struck and even in this country that's in wales and europe we've seen droughts and we've seen unseasonal weather it's affecting our crops he says everything that's happening everywhere is unprecedented. So he says the mm-hmm. uh, the evidence for climate change is irrefutable and we need to do something about it. And uh, in this video that has been released by the Catholic Church in England and Wales, you can watch it on uh, YouTube. And uh, there he is, um, this bishop, um, what's his name again? John, is it? What's his name? Uh, well, anyway, Arnold. He's there, and this is a quote. They ask him, how does Christ play into us being good custodians of this earth? And he makes a really interesting comment. He says, well, I don't think we can take the most important commandments seriously unless we include nature and the environment. When that Pharisee asked Jesus, what's the most important commandment of the law? And Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And the second one resembles it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. If we're really going to love our neighbor, we've got to look after the world in which we live because too many people are suffering through climate change and we've plundered other nations for our profit. He goes on. But it was just really interesting. Like they're making connections to God's... Spiritual connections the with the commandments of God. And we know the commandments are going to be front and center right. at the end of time, in particular the fourth commandment. That is all about creation and worship. Yes. It's just, this is just phenomenal stuff. So, folk, 6.30 tonight, apparently, according to the word on the street. Or tomorrow, um, yeah, at some point at yeah, 6.30 sometime. Some, it might be 6.30 tomorrow morning or 6.30 tonight because, yeah, um, yeah they're, they're a little behind. They're about yes. eight or ten hours behind there in the Vatican. Um, that that encyclical will, oh, yeah, be, I think it's will be read. So, um, yeah, so... We'll, we'll certainly be giving uh, a full report in next week's program. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be following that up. And I think I've just got a, I've got a message from my good friend, um, Pamela. And she says, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, they're on a cruise all day, um, <laughs> next week. So, um, anyway. Oh, but I think she said it'll be okay. okay Being up north wouldn't be an issue. So I think she'll be right. She'll be in reception. So we'll, we'll give Pamela a go next week. So anyway, stay, stay tuned for part two of Pamela. And part two of La Dalto Sea this evening. Anyway, so there's a lot going on. And um, yeah, this is all of great prophetic significance. And we'll be dealing with that, you know, more and more. Now, just a few other things that we probably need to look at. Talking about um, the things going um, on in the world, crazy, you know, 
things going on in the environment. Here in our own, uh, in our own country, right now there are bushfires. There are bushfires in New South Wales, down in Victoria, mm-hmm. and down in Gippsland, down there um, wow. in Victoria. They've got bushfires, homes have been lost. And I read, I read a, a, crazy, a, a crazy headline, bushfires are potentially going to be followed by floods. They're expecting mm-hmm. floods. They're expecting you know, floods to follow these bushfires like, like now. The rivers are going to rise, and so people are having to deal with not only fires but floods. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, Sharissa. Mm-hmm. Nope, you can't. And so it is crazy. So in New York City, I mean, I saw some video footage. I wasn't sure if that was from a little while ago that my sister sent me. You know, New York City, you know, flooding through the streets, subways. This is just like only a few days ago. Wow. Well, there have been two earthquakes that rattled Nepal today. Wow. Uh, Only, praise God, only 17 people have been injured, but it triggered a landslide and uh, it has blocked a major highway there. But still... Earthquakes. Jesus said to, that this would be something that you would see a lot of mm. and uh, as we get closer to his return. Indeed, indeed. Another, another interesting headline. Um, this, this happened back in September, so, so last month, but I somehow never, never got hold of it then. But there was the, the World Peace Conference for, ver- for religions and, um, and traditions, you know, mm-hmm. various religious traditions. And Pope Francis went to that in Kazakhstan. Um, where he made the uh, he made the case for peace once again, and so it's really really interesting how you know we've got a combination of we need to bring the world together for the sake of peace mm-hmm. as well as for the sake of the environment. You know, la dato si fratelli tutti. Those two encyclicals that are focused on these two great needs that we have in the world for peace and for the environmental. You know the environmental stability that we all need because we all live on this planet. What's fascinating in Kazakhstan, shortly after that took place, based on what I have read, um, Kazakhstan introduced the digital family card to reduce inequality. Interesting. That is part of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals for 2030. I think it was item number 10 or so on the SDGs, yeah, SDG goal 10 Mm -hmm. to reduce inequality. Now, the reason I point this out is this is a family card. And I watched a little on YouTube about this family card that is being rolled out in Kazakhstan in order to enable families to have everything at their fingertips through digital means. So this digital family card will know everything about the family and will be able to help the families uh, find the right kindergarten for their child, school, dentist, hospital, um, wow. whatever services. It's all on that digital family card. Everything's going digital. Hmm. Everything's going digital. And, I mean, I was at the train station yesterday at Central Station about, you know, um, I got off you know, got off the plane, went to Central in order to come back to Morissette here, and it had a big sign there. I took a photo of it, welcome to Central. And it had there, it's easier than ever, big, big signboard, it's easier than ever to pay for public transport. All you need is, guess what, a Visa card and an Opal card. <laughs> Cards, literally. Show you. There's the sign. He's telling the truth. This is not fake news. Wow. So, so this tells you everything is going digital. Now, what's we're, the big deal with that? The big deal is because Revelation 13 says, and we're going to look at that a little probably afterwards. I'm not sure what Sharice is going to share. <laughs> or what I'll have time to share. <laughs> um, is that buying and selling will be 
an issue at the end. It'll be restricted. It'll be controlled. You will not be able to buy and sell unless you go along with the worship mandate that's going to be rolled out beginning in America and then advancing throughout the world. And the only way you can stop people from buying and selling is if you have digital currency. You cannot do that if people have real money, if they have gold and silver and so on and so forth. So the only way you're going to be actually able to survive if you don't go along with these mandates is to barter. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to the bartering system for those that don't want to comply for a time, but it's going to get even more hectic. On that, if I could just share, this was interesting. This was um, ABC News. Um, This was the 21st of uh, September, so only a couple of weeks ago. And the headline was how the Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, ANZ and NAB, they're the big four banks, Mm -hmm. how their bosses justify closing hundreds of branches across regional Australia. And as you can see, here is the video. What does it say there? Wow, cashless future. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is straight out of Revelation 13. And that was on the 21st of September. Yeah, ABC amazing, News. Amazing. So this is where we are heading, and um, and oh. we are heading there quickly. So there's Laudato C 2.0. Jesus is coming. He's soon. coming. We're, it's not over. It's not over. I've got more. I've got more. <laughs> I've got more. Have you heard of Project 2025? Yes, but tell me more. I'm trying All to right. understand. I haven't had time okay, to get my okay, mind around. Okay, it. Project 2025. We're going to have to spend more time on this in the future because you can't really give it the time that it des- deserves in in 30 seconds, which I'm going to try and do here. Project 2025 is the Conservative Republican Party's aim Mm -hmm. to give the agenda for how to run the nation to the next president, which they're praying and hoping will be a Republican on the very first day that is inaugurated in January 2025. So it really doesn't sound like a huge separation of churches. No, 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 no. These guys are getting into politics. What do you mean they're getting into it? They are in the thick of it. So they're saying, this this is on their main website. This is on, this is the front page. Here it is. And oh, I'm showing Sharissa building now, uh-huh. underlined in red, the word now, for a conservative victory through policy, personnel, wow. and training. And away we go. And this is what it says. I'll just read this. It is not enough for conservatives to win elections. If we are going to rescue the country from the grip of the radical left, I'm reading from their front page, we need both a governing agenda and the right people in place ready to carry this agenda out on day one of the next conservative administration. This is the goal of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. The project will build on four pillars that will collectively pave the way for an effective conservative administration. They're like, the only way we're going to rescue this country, bring it back from the brink, is if we bring in a conservative agenda. And by the way, there is like at least 75 major right-wing conservative Republican groups that are all part of this. The two guys that are leading out, the two guys that are leading out, the director and the assistant director, they were both part of Donald Trump's inner circle when he was the president. Well, while you were just saying that, I just looked it up on, you know, Google Project mm-hmm. 2025 News and MSB, MSNBC. This is a, an article that they posted, and I just got looked at the headline here. This is um, from the 9th of September. The Rights Project 2025 wants to make faith the government's job. Oh, have mercy. That's even bigger <laughs> than I thought. That's huge. <laughs> well, sorry if I probably shouldn't whistle on the radio. <laughs> Some of you are like, ah! 
my hearing aids. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize profusely. We're coming to the end. You'll be getting new ears very soon. You'll be getting new ears when Jesus comes. We'll give you brand new ears. You can throw out your, you can throw out your earplugs. I mean, not your earplugs. Your hearing aids. All right, we need to keep okay, going. Okay, we need, we need to keep going. We need to keep going. It's, it's getting worse. It's getting Ear worse. Plugs. It's a sign of the times. It's a sign of the time. All right, where That's are we here? Incredible though. That is just so amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, oh, you wow. What what else did you find? Well, if I keep reading down here, they start talking about the Sabbath. Yeah, they do. That that's all part of that. Barry worries that God ordained the Sabbath as a day of rest, and until very recently, the Judeo-Christian tradition sought to honor that mandate by moral and legal regulation of work on that day, and blames consumerism and secularism for the decline in Sabbath observance. Well, there you go. I'm telling you. Wow. I'm telling you. It's all happening, my friend. Wow. It is all happening. Can I read one other go, part? Go for it. Go. You but can do whatever you want. But he's not content to reminisce about the good old days when Americans went to church. He wants the federal government to push people back to church and wow. calls on Congress to, quote, Encourage communal rest by amending the Fair Labor Standards Act to require that workers be paid time and a half for hours worked on Sabbath. Barry argues that this would lead to high costs that would reduce work on the Sabbath. Interesting. Um, th- this is like that's incredible. This is like out there. It's not. It's, there's no secret agenda now. It's just this happening is, so fast. It is all happening very fast. Just like the time on our radio program is flying by, yeah, as right. always. And so, yeah, things are happening so so fast. And so, we haven't even had time to to look no. at a couple of of these other things. But that'll probably do. We'll we'll deal with what the Russian foreign minister um, said regarding the United States being in. In, in a direct war with Moscow. We'll deal with that on another occasion because we don't have time for that. But there's just so much happening on all fronts, my friend. And mm. um, this is telling us that we need to keep looking up because Jesus is drawing ever near. So, folk, we're going to leave the news headlines for now. We're going to go to the news in just a moment, a song before that. And then after that, from 5 o'clock onwards, for the next little bit, we're going to introduce where we're going in our Bible study over the next number of weeks, probably the next number of years, while ever we're online. You need to be tuning in. Invite your friends and your enemies to tune in to prepare for the second coming of Jesus. What's the song we're going to? His name is Jesus. This is the man we look to, our God. Is this the place? Is this the time? Is he Has he finally arrived? Can I finally fall on my bended knee and worship the one who's come to set us free? Because my eyes haven't seen and my ears haven't heard what has been prepared for me and my eyes long to see and my ears long to hear why the angels call his name his name his name is Jesus Prince of Peace, God is with us. 
This is the place This is the time He is the one He has finally arrived Now we finally fall on our bended knees And worship the one Who's come to set us free Because our eyes call his name and our eyes long to see our ears long to hear the name of heaven's mystery it's mystery his name is Jesus everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate it's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then the looking up show and we are in the final stretch i cannot believe how quickly the time goes i really can't believe time flies when you're having fun i'm telling you we are just unpacking bible prophecy (laughs) and it's coming thick and thin and i've been doing this program charissa for well since the beginning of 2020 when peter watts and i kicked it off um we were asked to do a program right on this very subject in the middle of well COVID had just rolled out you know and everyone was in a panic the world was 10 times better mm. than it is right now. And that's in True. the middle of a pandemic. There have been huge changes since then. Huge changes. So anyway, without any further ado, have we got any more copies of this book left I to give we out? we might. So we might? Okay. So do you want to yeah, give one more plug? Last plug. All right. So we have this book, Last Day Events. It's uh, Is Jesus About to Come? A little compilation by Ellen G. White. This book is a must-have if you're interested in what the Bible has to do with the last day events and has to say rather about last day events and the world we live in today. So we just have a few copies, six copies available for the first people to text in today's code word, which is LU23MARK. 
text that to this number, 0488-817-624. Okay, and that word mark in reference to the mark of the beast crisis that's going to grip this world such as we cannot even begin to imagine. And all these things we've been talking about today so far and will continue is all in the lead up. This is all part of the ingredients that are being put in the mix. The final crisis. The final crisis, this is all preparing the world for the final crisis, for that final worship showdown that's going to usher in the coming of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, my friend, over to you. All right, let's pray. Our wonderful Father in heaven, we want to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us as we study the Bible. We see that we live in momentous times, but we want more than anything to be led by you. So bless us and our listeners now as we study the Bible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the whole point of us talking about this today was actually one of our listeners two weeks ago asked us to do a study on this, I believe. So we thought, all right, we need to do it. And yeah, given all the things we've talked about on this program, we definitely... Uh, need to be talking about what the Bible has to say. So we've alluded to this already, but if we go to Revelation chapter 13, if you have a Bible, pull it out. If you're on a device, pull it up on on your um, Bible app on your device. In Revelation chapter 13, I heard it described as the devil's war plan if you will. This Mm. is Satan's end time battle Mm -hmm, strategy. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is what he's been working on for thousands of years. This Mm -hmm. is how he's going to have his last big attempt at, uh, at getting God, at getting back at God. So Revelation 13, and in Revelation 13, there are two beasts, but I guess we should read about the mark and then we'll come back to identifying Mm -hmm. these players. So maybe Pastor Danny, would you read for us... um, Revelation 13, and we're reading maybe, do you want to read verse, where do you want to start from? Let's see here. Let's read verse 11 to to 16. Okay. This is what it says. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. All right. Wow. Now, when when uh, COVID came out and the vaccine was uh, the big topic, I know there were people that asked me, is this the mark of the beast? Mm-hmm. And I could confidently tell them, no, it isn't, <laughs> because the Bible here says that the mark is received in the on the in the right hand or on the forehead. Forehead, that's right. Not in the arm. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyhow, there's some very interesting things that we can discuss. And plus, we've got to remember that revelation is symbolic. That's right. It's using symbols. That's um, right. So we've got to take a look at what do those symbols mean. It's not literal marks, literal tattoos on your forehead or on your right hand, because then there would be no choice. That's but a good point. The final issue at the end of time 
will be about choice. That's you right. will have a choice. And so God will not allow um, the devil to take away the freedom of choice because that is part of our DNA that God created humanity with. Amen. And I think you highlight a great point there that the book of Revelation is given to us in signs and symbols. Mm, correct. So the first symbol that we should want to decode in trying to determine, well, what is this mark of the beast that you can't buy or sell? You can't basically do life in society. Even your life it. will be at risk. You be at risk. You will face possible, does it say death there? Yeah, death. It says that. Yeah. It says death as well. Verse and, 15. And, and yeah. nobody is left out of the equation. He causes all. So it's something that's going to affect the Worldwide. whole world, according to the Bible. And for the first time in human history, we live in a global village. Very good. That's true. So the first thing we should decode is, well, who is this beast? And then we can find out, well, what is its mark? Indeed. So we need to go back to the beginning of the chapter. And uh, you'll note there, there are two beasts that are very prominent in this chapter. There's a sea beast and an earth beast. You just told us about the earth beast, but maybe we should read here a little bit about the sea beast. Maybe let's read verses 1 to 4. Okay. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. Mm -hmm. And all the world marveled and followed the beast." So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Wow. So, all right, there's a lot here, but we have some clues, don't mm -hmm, we? Mm -hmm. So what can we see, first of all, some identifying marks of this, this sea beast? First of all, this is a beast that rises from the sea. Okay, the other one rose from the earth. All right, so that's a distinguishing mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. And if we look at Revelation chapter 17, uh, verse, you have it there 15. in front of verse 15, it tells us exactly what that waters represent in Bible prophecy. Do you want to read that for yeah, us? Yeah, sure. It says, Then he said to me, The waters which you saw, where the harlot sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. All right. So this is a power that rises up in a populated mm. part of the planet. Where there's a lot of people. Yeah. And we even refer to a sea of people. That's you know, true. In our, in, our, in our everyday language. And this is opposed to an earth beast that rises up in a relatively unpopulated mm. part of the planet. So there's two opposite uh, nations, oh, not nations, but powers. Um, and then the next thing that we notice here is, is that it's uh, described as having composite parts from a number of different beasts, which we've seen somewhere else before. We have in Daniel chapter 7. Yes. So it talks there about uh, the leopard, a bear, and a lion. And a dragon-like beast. And a dragon-like beast. This dragon gives this sea beast its power and authority. Mm -hmm. Who's the dragon? Well, the dragon has a dual meaning. You've got the dragon um, primarily in um, Revelation 12 that refers to the devil and Satan, that mm -hmm. serpent of old, and you can read about that in Revelation 12, 9. But in a secondary sense, the dragon refers to the Roman Empire. And it's really the dragon, Satan, working through the True. Roman Empire um, that gave its authority to the the Roman church. Mm -hmm. And that's where church and state combined, you know, during the Dark Ages, because you have the dragon also in verse 11 yes. giving, uh, well, you've got the dragon there, this power that that's lamb-like or has two horns like a lamb but speaks like the dragon so the dragon's in the mix yes 
giving power and authority and strength and influence to the land beast as well as the sea beast. And another good the dragon has both these entities that are going to combine at the end of time in his back pocket because we know that from Revelation twelve seventeen. They're his end time beast buddies. They're his beast buddies. I like how you put that. Did you say that first? Maybe I got it from you. Never oh, mind. No, I didn't say that. No, <laughs> right. but that's a good one. I'll probably say buddies. that. <laughs> and, and another thing that proves it has a dual application is because even in the previous chapter, Revelation chapter 12, there's a picture of the dragon and it says he stood in verse 4 before the woman ready to give birth mm. to devour her child, that is Jesus, as soon as it was born. Yeah. And it was through pagan Rome. Through pagan Rome. That Satan worked to try and destroy baby Jesus. Indeed. Amazing. All right. So we've got some identifying. Now, one identifier which is pretty telling for me um, is this deadly wound that it receives in verse 3, the sea mm. beast. What happens to that wound? Well, that wound is miraculously healed and all the world marvels and follows after the beast. That's significant because that, that appears once again in verse 12 where it talks about, you know, um, that this lamb-like beast causes mm. the whole earth to worship this image of the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So this is very significant. Yeah, and that's really, this is something people need to be paying attention to because whoever this is, he is stealing worship that belongs to God. Exactly. Our news headlines have been have been highlighting this healing of this wound yes. um, very, very clearly. Um, speaking of which, did we want to talk about how could that, what is that wound, how would... Okay, well, in, in brief, like this is just a brief summary that we're doing in these in these few minutes um, as we close <laughs> out. Then we'll be, we'll be unpacking we'll this. Back. Oh, absolutely. There's no way you can do a proper study in 15 minutes on this subject. Um, so, yeah, this deadly wound, um, you've got the, the papal church uh, that ruled and reigned. Um, in the Dark Ages, and in fact, for a period of 1260 years, which you have here in the text, um, in verse 5. Months. Yeah, in verse 5, it says 42 months. In other passages, it says time, times, and a half a time, or 1260 days in Revelation 12. And you also have those, you have some of those dates um, in Daniel, the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. So the papacy ruled um, as a political, as a political religious system. From 538 AD, when it received its um, authority from pagan Rome, mm-hmm. all the way to 1798, when Napoleon um, came into Rome, he took the Pope prisoner and he put an end to the political reign of the papacy. Which was like a mortal wound. It was. And it nobody was really expected well, that's the papacy the, would recover. No, no, that's what the historian said at the time. And Napoleon already gave a veto that there would never again be a system such as uh, was the case uh, during that 1260-year period. And we've got the French Revolution. This is all coming in the context of the French Revolution. Right. Um, so God predicted this would happen, but he predicts a resurrection of this power. Unlike any of the other powers, mm-hmm. they all they rise to prominence, they all have a deadly wound or they all die off, and that's the end of them. No resurrection. No resurrection. But this power, unlike any others, not only rules and reigns for longer than any of the others, it comes back. but it comes back. Amazing. And not just that it comes back and it has power and authority in its part of the world, say so that would be Western Europe, but the whole world. Mm-hmm. The whole world but, wonders after the whole, this power. Wonders. And that word there, wonders, I looked it up in the original and it literally means, and it says, in, in, in my says, it says, you know, and the world marveled. It literally, it, it's a word that literally entails people are like, wow, <laughs> wow. Like they are just, wow. In awe. In, in, awe. Awe. in awe would probably be a very good word. 
Well, you know, in that same verse, we can understand too, this power is a strong political power. Mm. It has to also be a strong religious power, and then it will receive worship. Uh, If you look at verses 1, 5, and 6, it tells us this power is also guilty of blasphemy. Mm. That's Well, blasphemy, according to the Bible, is claiming the power and authority that belongs to God in the area, in the domain in particular of um, claiming to be God on earth, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, claiming to forgive sins. And sadly, the Church of Rome, you know, fits those two criteria. And not to mention persecuting in the name of God is also blasphemy, which the Apostle Paul said, you know, he committed blasphemy by persecuting the Christians in the name of God. Yes, so I guess we're running out of time, but just very quickly, this power, it wars with and overcomes the saints, according to verse 7. It rules, as you said, for 42 months. It has a mysterious number in verse 18 of Revelation 13, Mm -hmm. 666. You put all these things together, join the dots, and the Bible points unmistakably to one power that fits all of these things, and it was the, it's the papacy, the Roman church, the Roman church state system of the medieval dark ages. So that's what we're seeing on our news headlines, and um, and that's why the Roman papacy is leading the charge today, and yes. the United States is about to give it incredible authority. As the world becomes entwined in the lies from Satan's mind, a leader will arise to take the reins. Saying love will bring us peace if you put your hope in me. Announce the name of Jesus or be slain. Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain. You got everything to lose. As the masses take his mark, leave a lie to chill their hearts. They'll know the time has come, seal of faith. Those who claim to the cross will refuse and pay the cost, as God redeems his own from the sea of hate. Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain, you got everything to
That was the Forbes family. Which way will you choose? And a very appropriate choice of song after our very quick uh, introduction the to the TikTok, Michael Beast. TikTok Bible study from Charissa. <laughs> the TikTok version. <laughs> but look, as we close up, this, this program's really gone very fast for us today. There's been so much to talk about and so much for us to, to really grapple with. But in closing, uh, as we leave you with these thoughts, yes, we highlighted in Revelation 13 that these are the two beast buddies, the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth who received power from the dragon for Satan's end time war strategy. But as you read that same chapter, there's another beast, a good mm. one in that mm. one. It makes mention here in verse 8 of the mm. same chapter. It says, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names, this is the beast, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Friends, there are two choices mm. at the end of time. We can give our allegiance to a human power with who calls for worship, or we can choose to follow the Lamb, to give our love and loyalty to the Lamb, who is Jesus, and to follow Him. In fact, Revelation makes this clear, and we'll unpack this um, in greater depth in the coming weeks, talking about the contrast, you know, Revelation being a book of contrasts. It Mm. doesn't just talk about the mark of the beast. It talks about the seal of Mm. God. Amen. And when you think about a seal, I think about um, when you're preserving (laughs) fruit, like peaches Mm. or something, you seal that, put that lid Mm. on and you seal it tight so that the contents of that jar are preserved. Mm -hmm. And so God is going to have the people at the end of time who will receive his seal. He wants to seal us, to save us, to preserve us through this time to prepare us for his soon return. Mm, And that's, that's more important. (laughs) So if you have the the seal seal of God, God, you've got nothing to be concerned about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, Revelation 13 is a pretty scary chapter if Mm. you just study it in isolation. But the Bible doesn't end in Revelation 13. There's 14, which contains God's end time battle Mm. strategy. Amen. And then as you go through the rest of the book, it is God having the victory for us over and over and over and over again until he comes and then creates a whole new world, Mm. Earth 2.0. Amen. With, oh, I like that. Uh, with like uh, no COVID, no recessions, no disasters, mm, no amen. climate change. A perfect world where there is peace and harmony and we live in the light of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. So on that note, I think that's as far as we should go. We want to appeal to our listeners to study God's Word, to mm. know Jesus, the Lamb of God. Make mm. sure that you have a relationship with Him because only in Him can we be safe. So we got to keep looking to Jesus Every day. Keep looking up. Keep that's, looking up. And yes, and that's what this that, show's about. And ensure that your name is indeed written day by day in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the bottom line. You know what? In the Adventist uh, history of the Adventist Church, the pioneers, they, they used to say to one another, let your name remain. Mm. Sign that off. Wow. Um, because that was our, their great desire to make sure that their names were written in the Lamb's Book. Mm. And how do we have our name written in His Book? By accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior day by day. Amen. So if that's something you've never done, then we invite you Mm. to do so right now. Uh, We're going to close with a prayer. And if you'd like someone to help you know more about these things, text us on our studio number 04888-17624. Would you like to close in prayer? Father in heaven, we want to once again thank you for your word. We want to thank you, dear Lord, for making it clear, helping us to understand that the things, the, the rapidly changing movements that are happening in this world, Lord, are not just happening, happening chaotically without, without any plan, without 
without any understanding as to what things are, where things are going. But Father, all these things are telling us that we can look up because our redemption is drawing near. Mm. These things are telling us that you are on your way. You're preparing our people. Prepare our hearts and minds that we may be willing and ready to receive this message and also share it with those around us to prepare them also for the second coming of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you, everyone. We've so enjoyed your company today, and we look forward to having you this time next week. Much to talk about then. Remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. God bless you, and keep looking up. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start with a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea his love is always there for me Just like old Daniel, help me.
see his example, there are things that you'll still want me for. Cause there's a world out there dying without your dear son. They need someone who will pray them on through. Although I'll move mountains just by calling on So if my voice starts to leave me and I cannot talk Or if my feet start to fail me and I can't even walk Or if my eyes get so Pray.